0: you could stand that half cut and rep better than these guys looks smart, him, and it's We are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on a Monday after a very, very sad showing from the Celtics on Sunday. Let's just start with that. Sam, do you want to like explain your thought process after that disaster against the Wizards? Yeah,
1: it was awful. Um, I mean, at least Kemba looked all right. It's not bad. Um, it's probably his best game efficiency-wise of the season. But it's really annoying when you don't get any effort from the guys. I don't know. Is it fair to question the effort there? Maybe not. But
0: I mean, I think it's just fair. Ha- sometimes
1: there are off days,
0: off days, but like, I don't know about that. That was just something else. I mean, it just looked like nobody was really trying on the floor. Like, and I mean, I know everybody picked on him a little bit because he scored just six points, but Jason Tatum just looked like he wasn't yeah, he trying. He needs to get
1: more criticism, he doesn't get enough.
0: Yeah, and I was watching post-game, and it was kind of pissing me off. Like, Scow was just defending Tatum to his death, and Chris Forsberg was, like, trying to, you know, get into him a little bit. And, which I understand, like, Scow's point of view. his, His argument was, like, oh, Tatum's played so many minutes, he was probably exhausted. But, like, six points, and it just looked like he wasn't even trying? Like, that's just not okay as the best player on a superstar team. That's not what the superstars do. Like, you see, I don't want to, like, compare him to players, but you see guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant play that many minutes and that many days, and they're still putting up 30. Like, I understand you're 22 years old, but at some point, you're going to have to live up to those superstar expectations because that's what you play like, and that's what you act like. So I feel like he's got to get more, like you said, criticism. What criticisms do you have after that game, other than the obvious, I guess?
1: I just don't think he's consistent enough. He hasn't been. It's not just yesterday. He's been awful for a while now, lately. And people don't talk about it enough. He hasn't been consistent enough. He's not always getting good shots. He's not making shots. He's just not doing it. He needs to be more aggressive going to the basket. He's taking too many jumpers. I, I don't know
0: what the solution is with Tatum. It's really irritating me, though. And I was watching this YouTuber that I watch for basketball stuff. It's King of the Fourth Quarter. Shout out, Kenny. He's a beast. He watches like every game. But he did an entire episode of his little like mini-series on the Celtics last night, or a big portion of it. And one thing he said was, and l- let me finish my sentence first before you start getting angry, because I feel like this is something that would make you angry. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't play off of each other very well right now. They're kind of just both saying, I don't saying, think they okay, do either. I, yeah. I agree. He's like, one of them will be like, all right, I'll go get a bucket this possession, and JB, you got the next one, which is very true, because they don't pass the ball a lot, regardless. It's just kind of like, all right, Tatum will score this possession, DeBaron will score this possession, then Kemba will score this possession. Like, And I know you mentioned, you weren't there for pregame the other day, Sam, but um, you were like, uh, a big reason they don't get assists is probably because the shots don't go in. They're also second to last in the league in assist chances, so... It's like it just comes down to the fact they don't pass. Like they're bottom 10 in the league in passing, they're bottom three in the league in assists, they're bottom two in the league in assist chances. It's just a rough day. And on a day where Russell Westbrook drops 11 assists for a Wizards team that looked great on offense, their passing looked great. Uh, it's just the Celtics had 13. So Russell Westbrook had two less assists than the entire Celtics roster. How did the Celtics fix that? And it could, I know you're probably going to say it's as simple as just pass it more. But at some point, you got to figure out how to flow the offense better with those two stars, right? I don't know what the solution is,
1: to be honest with you. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't think they have a good enough cast around them. That's for sure. I think they need some help. I think you've got to get better role players because, I mean, they don't really have it right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody is really that consistent. Pritchard is all right. He hasn't been super consistent lately. Um, Kemba hasn't been consistent. Tice has fallen off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the bench is like nothing. Neesmith, I mean, he was the draft pick. He hasn't done anything. He can't make a three. That's That was his whole mm-hmm. thing, that he's a shooter. He can't make any shots.
0: Yeah. I will give a small shout-out to Neesmith, though, because he looked like the only guy on the floor the other day that he was plays playing hard. Any energy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he
0: plays hard, that's for sure, but he doesn't make any shots. Which is what he needs to do, which is ironic, but whatever. Uh, and We're going to get into all of the stuff you mentioned. It's Break it down bit by bit. Um, but before we get into all the bad, because there's much more bad on this list that I have in front of me than good, Kemba Walker did look amazing. We'll, we'll give him those props, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought Kemba was really good. That's what I said earlier. Uh, he was really the only bright spot yesterday. He's probably the player of the game. Actually, I'm not even going to check the poll. He is going to be player of the game because I don't really care what they said. Uh, I mean, I I
0: made every option Kemba Walker, so he definitely. Oh, was did the you? Player. I, I yeah. didn't even look. Yeah,
1: okay, it's Kemba. Um, he was efficient. He carried them in the first half when they were somewhat in the game, and I'm I'm happy to see that he wasn't getting blocked, which was huge for me because yeah. he has been getting blocked a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's weird that he's been getting it. blocked. I, I don't said, think.
0: What? You just cut me off, Jack. You
1: fucking prick.
0: Yeah, because I was I was kind of backing up your point. You pause a lot when you speak. I always get confused. No, I, <laughs> I I
1: pause for comedic effect or or I'm thinking. It's one or the other. <laughs> go
0: ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: no, but but um, I don't remember what I was. Oh, he had, he didn't get blocked a lot, which is really good. And he, I don't think it's because he's lost any athleticism because he doesn't look slow to me. I just think he is getting a feel for how to go up on guys again. It's not the easiest thing being his height, six feet, less than six feet, whatever you want to call it. Um but he he looks good. Like he looked good yesterday. He looked good in the last game he played before that against Toronto. Well you can't complain about that. Um They're five and ten with him though.
0: Not great. Yeah, not great at all. I sent you something. I, I didn't send to you. I quote tweeted it. Uh, and I'm trying to find the, the actual stat. But um, it's basically Kemba Walker has been getting blocked like double the amount he was last season. And there was like a whole article written about it. So I, I quote tweeted that and said, you've been saying this because it's true. It's weird to see him getting blocked at the rims. I think okay. I did see you. I think I might have liked it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but... He looked better in that Wizards game. He was getting to the hoop, and he was finishing, which was nice to see. It just was unfortunate that it happened to happen in a game where the Celtics got absolutely demolished in all aspects. And I was talking to KJ on his podcast, the Wicked Wicked Smart Sports Guys podcast, Uh, and apparently the last time the Wizards gave up less than 95 in a game was – to the Celtics last year in the bubble when the Celtics were playing their like G League guys. And then the last time before that was against the Celtics a year, two years ago. So the <laughs> Celtics don't have a very good track record against the Wizards. Uh, I'm not saying that's the reason they lost, but it was just an interesting stat. Uh, just as a whole, though, the Celtics looked like a different team than we've seen all season. And there have been times where the Celtics have looked bad this season. And that was just a whole different, you know, whole different feel to it it was just I I I don't even know what was going on at times wanted to turn the game off I don't usually want to turn a game off but that was the first time in a long time I've wanted to turn a basketball game off in the middle of it and something else you mentioned was just complete lack of consistency from the bench obviously a trade would help that but outside of a trade what do you look for from these guys how do they stay consistent in your eyes? It's just, okay, Semi needs to make this many shots a game. Peyton Pritchard needs to make this many shots a game. Is that what you see as consistency from those guys? No, I think they need to, consistency is the percentage. It's not that amount
1: of shots to me. That's why I'm upset with Tatum as well because he's shooting something like 39% over the last couple of weeks. Like, that's bad. That's not okay. I don't know what his deal is, if he's hurt, if he's upset for some reason, if COVID – if he had COVID and it's getting to him or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And we, I don't think there's been anything out about him either. Like I haven't seen it. I haven't been on Twitter a whole lot lately, to be honest, I've been keeping pretty busy, but he, I haven't seen things, stories about what's going on with him. If he's said anything, I don't know, but that my, my biggest concern right now is him. The Mm -hmm. bench is the most, realistic thing they can upgrade obviously through a trade that's what you want to do and maybe things will get better for him if he's got a little bit more help around him but like i don't i don't know what it is that was bad yesterday he was he took like eight shots i don't i don't really know what's wrong with him he's been falling off slowly
0: for the last couple weeks it's very weird and he had a good stretch too in there like, against the Suns and the Clippers, he had really good games. He played really well against the Pistons. It was just he didn't overshadowed by loss. that great I against I the
1: Suns. It's
0: not like am I eight mixing to up my games? Am I mixing up my games? Maybe I am. But he played well against the Pistons and it was overshadowed by a loss, unfortunately. It's just he's very inconsistent, which is just the theme of the Celtics this year, I guess, right? It's just no one can do anything on a consistent basis. And that kills the entire team, which is it's painful. His inconsistency makes it.
1: So I'm not even certain he's the best player on the team right now. Really? Who would you put over him, Jalen Brown? I really? mean, Brown. He he gets better shots. He he makes more shots. Probably shoots higher percentages for sure. And he's not doing dumb shit. When Brown <laughs> when Brown has uh, a play for him, or he's the one scoring, it it doesn't take the whole possession. If he if he doesn't get to his spot, like there's still time for something else. When Tatum has the ball, it takes all the attention. The the whole game stops for him to iso. I, I'm i not sure. I don't know if I'm paying attention enough because I'm just watching the games, really. I don't go back and re-watch things. But from what I am... Sticking out to me, he has some work to do. He has to be better. If he wants to be the guy... If he, which he has the potential to be, and I, that's why I'm upset. If he was, if this was his ceiling or if this is the best he could do, it'd be fine or it wouldn't be fine. But like, you wouldn't have me ripping him for it. I just think mm-hmm. he's got to be better. If you want to be the next Celtic, you want to be Bird, you want to be Pierce, you want to be among those guys, you have to be able to be a leader, uh, to be mm-hmm. someone that's consistent, someone that's, hey, dude, Larry Bird. I mean, I'm, I know it's extreme comparisons, but like, realistically, that is his, I don't know if that's his ceiling talent wise, but in terms of meaningfulness to the organization, I would say that's his ceiling. You don't hear about like inefficiency. You don't hear, you don't see him taking dumb shots. Like he would get to his spots. He would make good passes. He was he was a threat aside from scoring, and I think that's something Tatum needs to work on. Yes, he's had good games this year with assists, but he's not he's just not consistent enough. And mm-hmm. that might that's not completely on him because there are guys there that aren't giving him help per se. I mean he's probably thinking to himself, Am I gonna take this to the hole and take a layup or a fadeaway, or am I gonna kick this out to Javante Green or Grant or Shemi, I mean, Grant and Shemi have been okay, but they're streaky. And I also think Marcus being out has somewhat of an effect on this team because he's a big part of it. But, I mean, they shouldn't be dropping games back-to-back to to Detroit and Washington. That's, like, embarrassing.
0: No, yeah, I agree. And I I wanted to bring this up next, so this is kind of, like, goes right into it. You mentioned, like, the whole, like, okay, Jason Tatum needs to get to his spot he needs to do it quickly, then he needs to either drive or kick out, and that's that's what the offense is. I, I feel like that's not that that is partially what the offense is right now. It's give the ball to one of the big three, Kevin, Jason, or Jalen, have them try to get a shot up, and if they don't, they kick it out to the corner. At some point, the opposing defense has to realize, oh wait, this is what they're going to do the entire fucking game. Let's just guard the corner really well and send two guys to the paint. You can't do that the whole game, and that's what they did against Washington. Well, no. If someone Rams.
1: goes to the corner, then you hit the guy in the wing. It's just a question it's, of it's, making it's the, the same, right pass. It's the if you same double-team, thing, someone's always they open.
0: There's very rarely any off-ball movement for the Celtics. They just do the same thing. They run iso plays. They don't pass the ball. And it's it's frustrating to watch because even the defense as bad as Washington figured it out right they either and I understand the Celtics missed a lot of easy looks right that was obviously a big culprit in that game but regardless the offense was just the same thing the whole game it was okay let's run a pick and roll screen for Kemba he can drive to the rim or get an easy mid-range shot let's run uh ISO for Jason Tatum he can try to drive and kick it out Let's run a small screen for Jalen, and then he can try to get to his spot. It's just the same thing. There's no movement. There's no passing. There's no plays, which is why Brad Stevens was so good when he started off. They don't run plays anymore. It's just kind of give it to one of the big three. And at what point do the general public start to agree with the Facebook degenerates who say fire Brad Stevens? I'm not there yet, obviously, but at what point do you start to look at it as an offensive problem as a whole, less than on just the players? Um, I mean, I'm, I don't know what makes it
1: the coach's fault over the players because it's very difficult for me. I always think when they, a team fires the coach, I think it's a cop-out a lot of the time because the coach can only do so much. The coach doesn't make as much money as the players. The coach can't go out there and play. I mean – Dude, if he if he said something that like one of the players don't like, they can literally say, "Hey, I make more money than you. Fuck off!" Like literally, they can say that.
0: Yeah, but the, we know that's not how the dynamic works. It could but with that's the Celtics. Just not. No, in the NBA, yes. I don't think ta- any. I'm talking says that in
1: a more there. general uh, point of view for this. I don't think any team team says that to their coach. You don't think that any team says that? Did you see the Chicago Bulls last year, Jack?
0: All right, I don't think any team says that to a respectable coach. Jim Boylan's a joke. <laughs> continue, continue. Know.
1: You can look at uh, Dwayne Howard got Van Gundy fired back in the day. I mean, there, there are plenty of instances where dudes don't like the coach, so they get fired. LeBron got Mike Brown fired. Yeah, but the thing uh, is, I
0: think the Celtics like Brad Stevens, which is why I'm confused as to why the offense is so fucked up right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Well,
1: no, this is why I'm saying I don't think it's his fault because yeah. the players need to be held accountable too. And in the NBA historically that's not what happens. They just fire the coach and move on. If the team's not playing well, they fire the coach and say it's his fault. But he can't go out there. If Tatum wants to go out there and play soft, then that's not Brad's fault. If they want to go out there and play iso ball, even if, I don't know if he's telling them not to. I don't know what the I don't know what the offense is. I don't know. That's bad. That's we should know. We should be able to recognize what they're doing. I think It's difficult for Brad because he's always had a team that's somewhat undermanned, and I think that's when they've been at their best, when they had just Isaiah Thomas and they were running plays for other guys to get them to work, when they had the shorthanded team in 2018 that almost went to the finals. I mean, last year they weren't bad in the playoffs either. I don't know what the big change is from last year, though. I don't know why. Is it because there's no fans? But then they had no fans in the bubble.
0: I think an underrated thing this year that doesn't get talked about enough is the lack of Gordon Hayward. Obviously, a bunch of fans didn't like him that much. They thought he wasn't playing at Utah level. But if you're watching the Celtics this year and you still think Gordon Hayward was bad, then you need to stop watching basketball because you're just a complete fool. Gordon Hayward was very clearly one of the glue pieces to this basketball team. And now that he's gone and his playmaking has gone and his dependability, consistency, and reliability are gone, They're 13-13 and right now, which is horrible. It's like, on paper, it's very average. But for the Celtics, that is a massive disappointment. And I don't think anybody would disagree with me. It's just, especially with the lack of Marcus Smart right now, and that will come back and that will get fixed. But like you said, that shouldn't make this big of a difference. You shouldn't be losing these games. There's... No playmaking on the team right now. There's absolutely zero. Kemba Walker's not a playmaker. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are slowly getting better at it. But Jalen Brown's had zero assists in the last two games. And that speaks volumes after he had 10 the other night. There's just completely no playmaking on this basketball team outside of maybe Tremont Waters, but he's not going to be the playmaker on an NBA team right now. And as much as you can sit, sit there and say, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just saying, as much as you can sit there and say, okay, well, the, the offense is should be fine. They have three superstars. If there's no ball movement, then of course the offense is going to suck. I was sitting there watching the Hornets-Spurs game last night, right? Uh, I was watching the Hornets because I cover them, and they just there's at least five passes every possession, right? Terry Rogier was cooking. He had like 16 first quarter points. You want to know how many of those points were ISO? Maybe like four, right? They were moving around. Devontae Graham would get the ball. They set an off-ball screen for somebody else. Rozier would come around. He'd get it. He'd drive. It wasn't there. He'd kick it out. Another off-ball screen. Like, it was just gorgeous offense. LaMelo Ball ran it perfectly. Terry Rozier was getting pull-ups. He was getting like space created for him. Catch-and-shoot situations. It, it was great. They ended up losing the game, but they lost to a Spurs team who had 14 assists in the second quarter alone. 14 in the second quarter alone. The Celtics had 11 in the game the other day. If that doesn't tell you that there's something wrong with the ball movement, I don't know what does. That's got to be the number one culprit when it comes to losing basketball games right now. Because you saw how well they can do when they pass the ball well against the Raptors. So they got to find a balance between letting the Stars do the work and passing the ball really well. If if I'm Brad Stevens, I say, all right, fuck your shots, right? You guys need to chill out. We're going to run the offense like I ran it in the Isaiah Thomas era. Obviously, you don't have the same pieces, but you run it similarly similarly enough where you switch up the ball handler every possession, right? You let Brown be at some possession. You let Tatum be at some possession. You let Kemba be at some possessions. And then you use either Brown or Tatum or Kemba or Tatum or whoever the other two are and use them as the off-ball pieces to move around. Because realistically, not all three of them are on the floor all the time at the same time. So you're going to have the pieces to make that offense type of offense work usually. Do you think that type of thing could work? I I'm like I'm not grasping at straws, but I'm just trying to find a solution because passing is very clearly in my eyes at least the biggest issue with the Celtics right now.
1: Um I think they have a lot of issues, but I mean I think you've seen over the years plenty of times there have been teams with three dominant scorers on it and they're able to coexist. I just I, I don't know if it's they're having ego problems or what I don't get why why can't they fucking pass the ball like it's really the simplest play to make a lot of the time. Guys open, give him the ball he's taking open shot. great. Can you look up the numbers while I talk of um yeah, what's up their open percentage like what how many what percentage of their open shots are they making? Yeah, I can try to mess around and look for that so. And if you could do it not Tatum or Brown, that would be even better. <laughs> uh, I can try my best. We'll see. I know it's I, – I don't know how to do it. That's why I'm asking you. But, I mean, it's frustrating. And and I'm not sure if it's Brad's fault. I don't ever really think it's super fair to blame the coach when a team's not playing well, especially when they just look sorry, like they, they're they doing stupid shit. They're not playing Good defense sometimes. They're not making the right play. And I mean Tatum just hasn't been it lately. And ever since he came back from COVID, he just hasn't impressed me. And that's I, – I have high standards for him just because I think – I mean, we've seen him play really well over the course of his career. Rookie year, he led them to almost to the finals. Uh, last year in the playoffs, he was one of the best players in the league. He was unreal before the bubble after he was named an all-star that we all know he's capable of that. And when he was playing like that, they're winning games. And I don't know how fair it is to to rip him this much. Cause I was looking because I'm writing the Kemba Walker article for the player of the game. And I was going through the schedule on ESPN and Friday's game. He literally was number one in points, assists and rebounds. He was doing it all. I I honestly think the biggest issue is depth. I think for assists to happen, the ball does have to go in. But I think when they get into trouble and they're having trouble scoring or they're giving up points and they need a basket, they need to not go to isolation. They need to go to a money play, get the ball moving, something. They need to to have more faith in the other guys around them, or they need to be able to have more faith because – not sure if it's them not having faith or those guys just not being worthy of the faith.
0: Mm-hmm. I found your stats. All right. So what I found, I have all the player stats on the, let me just filter out the other teams because it's the whole league right now. But I found the team stat, so the Celtics as a whole, and then I found every individual player stats on open field goals, which is classified as the closest defender being six or more feet away, which is I would consider wide open, right? I can also okay. do, I think, two or three, four or six, but we'll, we'll go with six feet plus away. We'll start with that for now. <clears throat> so do you want field goal percentage? Do you want two point or do you want three point? Just do overall. The, uh, overall. Celtics are top 10 in the league. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're 10th in the league in open field goal percentage shots, uh, shooting 43%, which is still not very good. But it it is, in fact, top 10 in the league. <clears throat> so... Can you They're see their open average. field goal attempts? Attempts? Yeah. Hold They're on. getting bottom seven in the league-ish. There you go. The That's the fucking problem right there. <laughs> They're not creating open looks. They're not passing. Yeah. They're not. Right? So and then I can the give issue, you three point 2.2, but continue. The issue is not,
1: um, you know, the good old, oh, it's this tap and need to have the guys make the shots? The passes aren't happening. They're not getting themselves the open looks that's that's what we just discovered. So uh I don't I think the offense needs to change maybe. I I don't I don't know what the solution is. I'm not a big Xs and Os guy. I watch the game. I can see if someone's doing like well, like I I feel bad trying to give advanced takes to anybody that listens because I'm I'm just a fan too, but like I pay attention to things. I I don't over, I try not to overreact. I'm not out here saying trade Tatum, even though that is an interesting concept. It just does The bullshit keeps up what, what, what they could potentially get for him. Tatum. I'm
0: not oh saying they God. should do
1: it. I'm just saying they could – just thinking about what they could potentially get for him is kind of interesting.
0: And now a quick word from our sponsor. I got you. Fun fact that I discovered the other day. Let me grab my sheet really quick because I, I write some notes for pregame, and I found an interesting statistic Having to do with the Celtics the other day. I know how much you love statistics, Sam. Uh, let's see here. i got to find it exactly. Um, Basically, it boiled down to the Celtics are very good on three-point attempts, but they're terrible when taking two-pointers. And a large portion of that is probably Jeff Teague weighing it down and Kemba Walker, but still. The Celtics, on two-pointers versus three-pointers, it's like they're top ten in the league in shooting threes and bottom ten in the league in shooting twos, which is very weird, which I, I don't fully understand. But I can read you some like, – look look at this. Open shots from two-point range, right? The Celtics get uh, middle-of-the-pack amount in the league. They get – actually, they, they get some of the most open two-pointers in the NBA. They're fourth most in the NBA for open two-pointers a game. And they shoot – very middle of the pack on them. Shoot 60% on open two-pointers, right? Which is like 14th in the NBA. On open three-pointers, they get next to none a game. They get 14 open three-pointers a game. And the teams that we've played in the past few days, like the Jazz and the Raptors, who are very good at moving the ball, the Bucks, you know, the the Warriors up there, they get around 20 a game. And the Celtics are getting 14 because they don't pass enough. And on those attempts, they shoot 38.5%. Very mid. That's actually close to the bottom of the league, so they're just not moving the ball enough, which is very clear. But I also have stats for. I have those same stats for individual players. If you're interested, I don't know if there were any specific players you're wondering about.
1: No, not particularly, because I think it's a team thing. Um, yeah. I don't. I just think they need more reliable people. I think. I think they also rely on the three too much. You look up three point attempts
0: per game yeah they rank that yeah I can look up what's it called like what percent of their shots are three point attempts let me find this here for you um let's see it should just be easy oh I need to go to team change this NBA.com, for those listening stats.nba.com is such a bitch to navigate yeah it is <laughs> and it, it it's hard
1: to like get what you're trying to pick to to yeah. s- stay too
0: yeah I, I've gotten used to it to so, for the most part but the celtics take let's see 37 percent of their shots are three pointers and that is actually very close to the bottom of the league that is bottom 10 in the league
1: really yeah. it feels like they yeah. take so many fucking threes yeah they take maybe that's
0: what they do when they lose they take thirty-two point six percent. Or thirty-two point six. I can tell you that too. I can look in, in losses if you want. In losses. I bet I bet you they take like way more threes when they lose. Alright, so overall remember this stat and then we'll Because we'll they look just get win. lazy. Thirty-seven mm-hmm. percent of shots are threes in wins. Right? Uh let me go look at losses and we'll see if that number jumps. Or NBA.com can tell me to go fuck myself, and that's not gonna work. I can tell you in wins. Uh and losses didn't click in and wins they take more threes than average, so that's I don't know <laughs> I got that nothing make for any it. sense, yeah, they take I'm so angry shots, <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing. I mean it's this probably is why I down.
1: don't like think critically when I watch the game. I just say, Damn, they sucked today, and so and so sucked today too.
0: Well, it probably boils down to they're just bad at shooting twos like like what I said earlier, they shoot, let's see. They shoot 50.7% on two-pointers, which is bottom 10 in the NBA. And on three-pointers, they shoot 38%, which is top 10 in the NBA. So when they take more threes, they win because they're good at threes. They're terrible at taking two-pointers, which is wild. They need to not be terrible at (laughs) two-pointers. Yeah, and a big part of that is probably Kemba Walker and Jeff Teague, their struggles, but it's like, you know, at what point do you question if there's just an offensive thing? Because they're they're good at three-pointers, right? And you see teams like the Jazz and the Raptors who the Celtics just faced. And they beat up on the Raptors who are normally a very good three-point shooting team because they pass the ball well to generate open three-pointers. And then they just don't do it. They're very, very good at shooting the ball. Except when they don't make the space to shoot the ball. Which is, it doesn't make sense how they can go from being really good at that one night to being really bad at that the other night. Like, you can blame it on, like, okay, Oshley had a bad game. Tice had a rough game. Pritchard had a rough game. But you're not setting them up as much as you could to succeed at times. So how much are you going to blame the shooter on that when you're not getting them the ideal shot, right? It, it, it's just like a give and take thing. That's, it's tough to analyze. Which
1: I'm, I'm really not sure what it is. Maybe they're not smart enough. That's another <laughs> thing. Maybe No, I'm serious. Like no, maybe yeah. they're not like making the right plays enough of the time to win. And these guys are young for the most part. Tatum and Brown are young. They've played a lot of big games, but I mean, they it hasn't translated. They haven't mm-hmm. been great this year. Brown Brown's been good. It's probably he's probably been the best one on the team. Mm-hmm. I, I that that's not something I'm backing down from. He probably has. Mm-hmm. Tatum has not been good enough. Is is Brown the best player on the team, talent wise? Probably not, mm-hmm. but he's playing that way. He's making it so. He's taking good shots. Dude shot over fifty percent yesterday in that shit show. By the way,
0: yeah, it, very quietly too. It didn't seem like he was doing much, but he actually he did really well. Uh, another interesting stat for you. Uh, I'm a big fan of stats. If you didn't know, for those listening, and Sam is not, but I like to you know drive him into his head, anyways. So they're top eleven in the league in drives per game, but they shoot bottom seven in the league on drives. Like they shoot like forty five percent when they drive the ball.
1: that might be the fucking problem right there
0: <laughs> That's It's because great.
1: Tatum doesn't finish
0: mhm, and they he, or at least he hasn't been. There are times not, when he does a great job at finishing, yeah, and they're not very good at passing out of drives either. They're like middle of the pack when they pass out of them, and I don't even some of these stats confuse me, but they don't get a lot of assists off those drives either. So it's just like they're they're kind of wasted. Yeah, they get like nine point one assist percentage on those drives and that's like bottom half of the league. It, it's just very confusing to what they're, and they they turn the ball ball over a lot on drives as well. So <clears throat> I don't know what exactly is going on. Or oh, they don't turn the, the turnovers ball. Turnovers hurt them drives. a lot. Yeah. Which is weird. It's just they're just not playing up to their potential. Like if you just want to simplify it, right? Uh, very frustrating. That
1: was just talking about trades. I, I've had enough of stats, Jack. I'm done with this <laughs> because uh, it, it's just frustrating for me because none of this even makes sense a lot yeah. of the time. Like just things weird. that you would think
0: are problems, the stats don't back it up. Which is weird, just like the stats don't back up Jeff Teague being a bad player. There, there are certain times where the eye test – I feel like team stats are more telling than player stats at times. You know what I'm saying? Because players can be on the floor with other players, which is why I think Jeff Teague's stats are boosted so much because he's on the floor with great players. Enough so. of this. Um, You brought up Andre Drummond before we started recording. The Cavs Yeah, so – Yeah, yeah. the Cavs
1: are just going to stop playing Andre Drummond. That was news we all got today from Woj. Um, they want to trade him. A lot of people around the Celtics uh, fans think it's a good idea. The the less educated ones, um, I don't think Jack likes it. I yeah, no, I don't I don't know one. if I like it or not. It's not a need that they would be filling. That's that's the issue for me. the The biggest need they have right now is wings and depth, and that doesn't give them either of those. Because if you're getting Drummond, you're probably going to have to. You're just wasting a roster spot at that point with one of the three centers you already have that you can't figure out who to yep. play when. Yep. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And the value for Drummond can't be that high because I don't think a lot of teams want him. So you're not even going to be flipping him. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just bad. <laughs> if you're going to go get a center, I, I feel like the best bet would be Al Horford. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I now. would love Al Holford. He's I, been saw, I saw amazing. a tweet today. He's been playing great. He knows the system. He's a good leader. He knows the guys. He's not a dick. Um, I don't think that would be an issue to me. I mean, he makes money, but what else are you going to do with that money? I mean, really? Like, what What else are you doing with that money for
0: the next couple of years? Nothing. Mm-hmm. They beat – um, what's it called? They beat the Bucks the other day without Shea just alexander which good. is wild, but uh, for those listening, I always like to bring stats. Andre Drummond shooting less than fifty percent on two, on field goals this season as a center. That's just yeah, it's not like, good. Like what the fuck? Why do you? Want this is
1: that? when you bring stats, Jack. When we don't when it, when it's someone that we don't watch a
0: lot. That's when you bring the stats. <laughs> Alrighty, righty. Yeah, he he's not shooting the ball efficiently. Uh, I saw something on Twitter that it was like he can give you 30 and 20 and have no impact on the game. And that's just facts. He's not an impactful player. He's never impacted winning. And you would have seen – if you think that type of player can lead a team, then just look at those Pistons teams he was on. It's just he can't, which is – That's a very good point because you're absolutely right.
1: Dude has been an all-star twice. He's been doing what he's doing for years, and his teams don't win. He's not winning right now with the Cavs. I mean. Has made the playoffs twice? Three times? If that? Has he ever? And he's been can, someone...
0: What? I said I can look that up. I'm not sure. No, what did you say before? Has he ever what? No, I was just backing up your point. I don't know if he's ever made the playoffs. No, oh, he's
1: made the playoffs two or three times. All right. Because they played Cleveland one year. He might have only went once. Now I think about it, I think they might have only went once. Mm-hmm. He was with Detroit.
0: Yeah. But he hasn't made it with Cleveland, Cleveland's ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, continue, continue.
1: He's, he's just not an impactful player. He's not. I mean, granted, he hasn't been on a really good team. In mm-hmm. fairness to him, he has not been on a good team at all. I think the best player in Detroit when he was there with him was like Tobias Harris one season when they made the playoffs. Reggie Jackson was on that team. But I I would be interested to just see how he would fit with the Celtics. Because one thing, he wouldn't be taking a lot of shots, which is good. He wouldn't be the main focus at all. But like I guess if you put it like that, Tristan Thompson does everything he does. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Tristan Thompson isn't playing. He's, he's probably the least impactful player out of the bigs. Which is not really a knock on him. A lot of the other two guys have just been balling out, but that trade doesn't necessarily make you better. If that's something that you saw today on Twitter and you think not, you Jack the listeners. If you think that makes Celtics better, it doesn't. It it really doesn't fill any of the needs. The biggest issues are they don't have any wings, which is partially because Marcus isn't playing, which sucks. And he's he's an impact winning kind of player, and him not being there is tough. It makes it harder on. Uh I that's another reason I think they're not moving the ball. I think he's a good assist guy. He doesn't put yeah. up a lot, but he might make good passes.
0: Marcus? Are you talking about somebody else? Marcus. Yeah, I mean he I leads the team. He doesn't always get
1: right a bunch of assists, hmm. but he'll if if they did hockey assists, he'd probably have more. Um oh, yeah. One thing you mentioned earlier, Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. Um I meant to bring this up. I don't remember what the hell I thought of or got distracted with at that point. The loss of him hurts. Yes. I agree. Because he's an impactful player. However, the fall off a cliff that has happened should not have happened Yeah, because they had plenty of fucking time where he wasn't playing because he was hurt. (laughs) They made the conference finals. They won two series without him.
0: Very true. No, yeah, I mean, this is inexcusable what's happening right now. I I was just saying that more in terms of playmaking. I think that's why the offense is having struggles, but the Celtics for sure shouldn't be losing games like this. This is ridiculous. And to back up your point, Marcus Smart leads the team in total assist still, despite being out for two weeks, uh, by nine. He has 103. Tatum is 94 right now. So he's still very clearly in the lead. And then Andre Drummond has made the playoffs twice. You were correct. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Tobias Harris team one year, and then the other one was that Blake Griffin year a couple of years ago where they got eliminated by the Bucks oh, I in the first they Jones. Played Milwaukee. I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot yeah. that they made the playoffs. I did too. So Drummond's made the playoff twice. He's never really impacted winning. Uh, it's just I don't know. I, I don't think he would help in the slightest. But I know we're gonna have a big he might help, episode. But I don't <sighs> think it, it's the move to make
1: something. Tim, I'm not, I'm not saying it's what they should do. Yeah. I'm saying that if, plus they'd probably get him for free, to be honest with you, Jack. I don't think he's going to cost very much. But Possibly, yeah. Literally, he, you, you don't know, because he's never been on a good team. That's the thing. That's that's what being a GM is. You have to kind of roll the dice, see who's in a fit with who. He doesn't shoot, which is not what you want. But you never yeah. know. I'm yeah. not I'm not saying they should do it.
0: Something If Tim it happens says for the that, right yeah.
1: price, it would be interesting. I don't
0: mm-hmm. know. Go ahead. Something that our friend Tim always says that I kind of reference now is the Celtics don't want to make a lateral move, which is very different than Danny Ainge just making a you know a a move for the sake of making it because he wants to fleece another team. If you trade for Andre Drummond, the way I see it is you're just getting another maybe stronger, slightly Tristan Thompson, which is like fine, like that's fine. But I don't think that's the type of center the Celtics want to start with Jason Tatum and with. Jalen Brown. Obviously, they want spacing, and you know Miles Turner, a name that was brought up at the beginning of the year, is playing insanely well this season. And obviously, I'm not saying oh, Danny Ainge should have done the, the sign and trade. That wasn't completely his decision. Did he yeah, maybe let, wait too before, long? Let's clarify
1: that. If you're listening to this,
0: um, that's
1: Hayward's decision. It's not Ainge's. And mm-hmm. as much as you might want it to be on Ainge, it's not. Literally, Hayward came out and said himself once the Hornets called, like that was it there was no chance regardless if a deal had been in place between the Pacers and Celtics he still has to sign the contract so
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that is the facts on that that's the um that's the correct take
0: the only semblance of blame that I've heard being put on Ainge that I can, like, kind of understand is maybe he waited too long. And if he had gotten less greedy and asked, because we know he was asking for, like, an Oladipo or a McDermott, right? He was asking for somebody extra, which is fine because you want to get the best deal. But maybe if he had said, OK, just Turner and something else. Doesn't like matter. Small, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't matter. That's the only argument I've heard that
1: I kind the, of understand. Even if they got a deal done early, Jack, the <clears throat> moratorium was the weekend. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. He wouldn't have signed a contract till he actually did in real life, anyways. You yeah, know, there was no hypothetical. No.
0: Yeah, regardless, I don't think Drummond is the center that you trade for if you're trying to improve the big man position. I think, and I don't think there is a center out there on the market right now that would be an improvement. I'm sure they'd give, give you Horford if
1: you really wanted them.
0: Yeah. Outside of Horford, I guess. And if you're trading with the Thunder, I know we're having a trade episode for From the Raptors soon at the end of this week or something. But if you're trading with OKC, you try to get maybe, I don't know, George Hill and Al Horford for the trade exception and a couple young pieces, and I, that's not a bad deal in my opinion. Uh, it's just don't a matter think, of... If unless, you to... unless you're really shaking up the
1: the starting lineup, Jack, I don't think you need another point guard. I think your point guard depth is okay.
0: See, I disagree.
1: You've got Wat not Waters, you've got Kemba, you've got... Smart when he's healthy, and you've got Pritchard.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I think playmaking is just a huge necessity, and that you can find that in a wing, I guess, but it's more common in a point guard. And so, if you can get no, like a nice combo, that's go- where I agree with you. And that's, but I think if you're going to go that route, you have
1: to shake it up completely. Like Kemba has to be traded for.
0: Oh, I don't think I don't think you have to go that far
1: because I do. <clears> I think I, I just don't think it's worth it if you're going to bring someone to come off the bench and playmaker. it doesn't make any sense.
0: Oh, well, what about Rondo? That's different. No, that's like not a different. Pri- <laughs> he's he's a
1: primary playmaker. Yeah. What? And George Hill isn't I don't know. It's just different.
0: I don't know. I don't think it's that much different. He but makes
1: impact on he may he's impactful on the defensive end. He makes big there's more to just playmaking with him. Even though he's old, he has a switch. Like that's that's why that's so intriguing to me. Because he's got that switch that you need in the playoffs sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: No, oh, yeah, and obviously the, the Rondo and Collins trade has swirled around Celtics. That's for- my favorite thing, and <laughs> literally
1: they can have anything but smart, Tatum, Brown, Pritchard. See, I
0: think they'd want smart, though. No, they're not which getting is, him. Be- I mean, I know, but if I'm Atlanta, I say I'll give you this if you give me smart, and that's the only thing I'm going to do, which is unfortunate, but I feel like that's what Atlanta's going to ask for. Cause- and you say, okay, Collins can walk for free, and you get nothing. <laughs> they have no
1: leverage. Yeah, no, Dude's yeah. Dude's just going to walk or they they'll probably well they could up. do a sign and trade it but
0: anyways as of now they really don't have a lot of one thing KJ brought up is the fact that Peyton Pritchard probably has the most value on the Celtics right now and I told him that I wouldn't trade Pritchard at all I, yeah, I, would, I probably
1: wouldn't either I, I just don't think it's worth it he's exactly. probably your point guard of the future unless you exactly. really do something drastic which mm-hmm. is good because I think he's played well in his small amount of time he's been in the league yeah He does have rookie moments where he doesn't have the best game, but he's shown an ability to make good plays. He makes good decisions with the ball in his hand, I think, for the most part. I don't really remember any times where he was doing dumb shit and I was pissed.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that's
1: important when you're the the point guard.
0: Yeah, someone else I brought up, um, or another team, is the Rockets. Uh, Obviously, they have Victor Oladipo, and I I bet you thought I was going to say P.J. Tucker, but... I mean, Victor Oladipo and that trade exception. Like Oladipo, Oladipo is it. someone that I was going to bring
1: up earlier, actually. I think that helps them significantly.
0: <laughs>
1: he's, he's, away, a he's a good player. If you bring him off the bench, he's going to give you scoring, and I think that's what they would end up doing.
0: I don't think they do that at all. I think he would start. I think they're going to
1: start him oh, over okay. what Marcus? Yeah. I, I mean, that that's something they could, they could do as well.
0: Either but, way, you're going to get energy off the bench regardless, so that's a fine move. Yeah. Yeah, I think Oladipo would fit really well. It's just a matter of could they sign him back after the season, which is, I don't know if it's a risk Ainge would want to take that, it depending on the price. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with that. What are you willing to give up? What do
1: the Rockets want? Do you even want him long-term? I mean, you do if you trade for him, but like how long?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, trades it, are it's, very difficult uh, to talk about because there's a lot of moving parts to trades. Yeah, I agree. It's very weird. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I know – exactly what's on the table for the celtics or what other teams would want from the celtics because i feel like a lot of teams are looking at the celtics and saying okay i want peyton pritchard and or marcus smart right because those are obviously probably the best two assets boston has i would argue robert williams is probably one of the better assets as well and i wouldn't be completely opposed to trading him yeah if you get something good for him fine trade him which is, do i love it no but yeah so, what is the biggest need on the Celtics right now? Let's boil it down to that. In your opinion, Sam, what's the biggest need on the Celtics?
1: Well, Jack, I've only told you ten times today, but I think wing wing depth and uh, okay. well, <laughs> wings and depth. That's, that's okay. the two of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. For me, it's it's just playmaking. Just find a guy who can pass the ball. Obviously, it's I would prefer it be at the wing I think position. Playmaking's
1: a thing but... too, but if you do that, you gotta you're gonna have to move a lot. I think it's gonna be significant unless you're getting. Literally, Rondo, that's the only one I can think of that I would really <laughs> want off the bench.
0: Well, I mean, even like, it doesn't even have to be a primary playmaker, just a guy who's good at moving the ball. Like, obviously, Oladipo is a big change, right? That's a big trade, but he's a good playmaker, right? You just got to find like a Orford. guy who's, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Guys like that who are comfortable passing the ball, which is, it, it's tough to find, obviously, but I don't know. Something's got to move in that, in that, what's it called? area, right? Because obviously there's something wrong with playmaking in the bomb movement right now. So something has to change, and I'm currently I think looking Tice at... does an
1: alright job.
0: Yeah, yeah. He did a fine job I'm the not, other day. I'm
1: not saying he's elite, but he... I think he's getting better.
0: There's just I... a lot, man. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot wrong with the team right now. I think he does a good job on offense with his screens more than his passing. Uh, I think he does do a good job with his passing, regardless, but... Um, I think Tice's role is a primary screener on offense. I think that's like what he he's doing. But it's just there's so much wrong with the Celtics right now, and I'm currently looking at assists for just like all players in the league and trying to find desperately trade targets. You want D, you want Demar Derozan, Sam? <laughs> oh man, you bring I just, him off the bench, maybe. I, I wouldn't mind Derozan. He's having an All Star season. Depends what here.
1: they're asking. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm going to say this that's again. My, that's, that's
1: my answer like 100% of the time. What are they asking?
0: Yeah, I'm going to say this 100% of the time. I would trade Kemba for Kyle Lowry, but that's just me. I mean, he
1: probably fits better. He plays hard,
0: defense. That's what you like. I would do that straight up, but uh, let's see here. I know you love Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, but
1: I don't think there's any way you get him. <laughs> that no, That's like so literally the best like
0: best case scenario trade. Mm Hmm. I would like a maybe go for a TJ McConnell. I'd like him off the bench. That'd be nice. Uh, Delon Wright. I don't think
1: that. I don't think that. uh, Yeah, but he's not good. I don't think the McConnell thing really helps you like big time enough for it to be worth it.
0: I think it would. I think he's a much better fit than Jeff Teague, and I I think you. Jeff Teague's not playing. (laughs) Yeah, but they they like to run. They didn't play him. They like to run three point guards, though. Right, if Teague's not playing, they're going to give those minutes to Smith or Carson, and I'd rather McConnell get those minutes and than Marcus of those is guys. Going to be Jack. You're going to have your third guy right there, exactly. But you then you run Marcus and Jalen at the two. You run Kemba Pritchard at the one. Then the, Brad likes to run another guard. I just think McConnell would fit well. Um, Oladipo, obviously, there was another guy. Oh, Henry, it was less of an idea and more of a dream. Dejounte Murray would be the perfect point guard for this team. I'll just put no that out. Chance up. that happens. You'd have to, give I, of up course. So much. That, that's why I said it was a dream. But like that—that that is ideal.
1: They're—they're um,
0: they're probably not selling on that. That's no. Thing. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That's why I said it was a dream, more than a uh, reality. Tad Young's a good passer. I'm looking at like assist stats right now. Tad Young's a good passer. That'd he be something really, that's interesting.
1: He'd be hmm. wing depth, even though he's still kind of a big. But
0: yeah, be Derek White out of San Antonio. I would like that a lot. Think he's a good player. Kevin Herter, that's a guy you talk about from Atlanta. The shooter, that's for sure. He's a good passer too. I'd rather employed than like Neesmith. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Uh, Vooch and Harrison Barnes are on this list, obviously. Um, Mason Plumley out of Detroit. I don't know how much that interests you, but uh, he had a triple double the other night, so he's doing something right. It- it's just, I. Does he make like, a good amount of money? Yeah, it's like eight mil, which is it's not the end of the world. So. Um No, if I'm the Celtics, I if I go for anything, wing depth, shooting, point guard, center, my only requirement or my only hope is that there's some form of just like playmaking ability there. Al Horford, literally the perfect player, which is very sad considering the Celtics once had him. If there's a way to bring Al Horford, would have
1: stayed if he knew. Kemba was coming yeah. too. That's the most annoying part. And he probably would have, I, I could have sworn he was
0: going to take a pay cut when his contract was up. I would have like put my house on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he might have, if he had known Kemba was coming, you know what I'm saying? Which is annoying, but uh, I want to look before we wrap this up, because I think it is almost time to wrap it up. I want to look at that. Cause you're not a fan of what Jeff, uh, George Hill was it for the Celtics, which is fair. I mean, it's kind of a weird fit. He's obviously. older. Yeah. So I want to look at who else the Thunder have because I think an Al Horfer trade would fit the Celtics really well if they're willing to, you know, part ways with the idea of not spending money. <laughs> uh, if this works at all, I don't know. Oh, wait, am I just doing it wrong? Yeah, hold up. I'm just a moron. One sec. <laughs> I was filtering by the wrong thing. All right, the Thunder roster, uh, I don't think they give up Lou Dort or anybody like that. I mean, unless you want like a Mike Muscala, it's just, uh, they don't have a lot of players that the Celtics could use. Justin Jackson's a decent wing player. He had a good night the other night. He has potential, but he's inconsistent, which is exactly the Celtics issue. Um, yeah, there's just really nothing else. It would probably just end up having to be an Al Horford-Boston for young players in a pick or something, which I think the Thunder would do, right? It's just like, I don't
1: know. I don't the know. Price man.
0: has to be right. Yeah, for sure. And I, I would. What would you give up for that? Is the question.
1: Not a whole lot. have you know, Tristan Thompson, that's for sure. Um, I'm, I'm not. St- I'm still not completely sure how the trade exception works. I don't know if you can like combine salary with that to make it work. I, I don't know. No, I, you can't. You I can't. What's the fucking point of having it?
0: Well, you can get anybody that makes that much money or under it, and you can, like, split it up. So, like, if Al Horford makes 20 mil, you can spend How much does he make, though? 25, I think. Oh, so he does fit. I thought he made more yeah. than that. Yeah. No, he does. He does fit under the trade exception, which is good. Um, Yeah, I mean, Trevor Arias is on the Thunder, too, but he's not playing this season, I just realized. So that's kind of useless, even though he would probably fit yeah. decently well in the Celtics. He's having personal issues fighting for custody of his son. So he has not oh. reported <laughs> gotcha. to OKC. So uh so yeah. He's indefinitely out indefinitely till he informs the Thunder that he's ready to resume his career. So there's that idea out the window. But yeah, I don't have anything else that I wanted to bring up or could think of to bring up. So unless you got something then that's me out of talking points. At <laughs> the top
1: of my head no it it's been very disappointing to watch the team lately. They they don't have it. Something's not working. And when something's not working like this, it you need a trade. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know how significant the trade is. But I think what you said with Tim is right. They'll move not lateral. Yeah. You got to you got to improve. And I don't think it's worth giving up people and shaking things up too much if you're not going to improve from it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just whack. But to end the episode, I will say, guy at Boston Sports Instagram, their followers, send me some uh, some send some wild shit in the comments. What, I'll just leave you with this. I'll Follow me at Jackson on NBA. Follow Bannertown USA. I'm going to leave Sam with this, and then I'll let him go. Uh, this guy says, trade Jalen, Rob, and Picks for Carl Anthony Towns. So I'll, I'll leave you with that, Sam. <laughs> Wrap us up. <laughs> Jalen, Rob, and Picks? I mean, that's another guy.
1: The, not for Jalen. Fran- no, no, no. Listen, I'm not saying that. That's another guy that the franchise needs to give up on him. Like Vucevic. True. We talked about this before. Towns has been there for, what, five, six years now? They made the playoffs once? Mm-hmm. With Butler. And, and they were the eighth seed, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how how good is he really? Is he good? Or does he just put up numbers? He's Good on offense, I guess. Six years there. Yeah. Tough. Very tough. I was actually thinking about it yesterday when I was really mad. I was like, what if they traded Tatum for, like, Towns? Oh, God. I don't know, man. That's weird. It would solve your I- – I think the ball would probably move better. There wouldn't Maybe. be as many isolations. It would just be Brown. I'm not saying they should do it. Please don't get upset listening to this.
0: this a <laughs> Sam's just really mad at Tatum right now.
1: Yeah, I think he needs to be a lot better. But, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow Jack. Follow Bannertown. Follow me at Sam and NBA. That's our show today. Bye.